You're listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast, episode number 49. In today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about some of the most common mistakes that I see people make when they're selling their services in the online space. I'm also going to give you the four keys that I think are imperative to sell in a soulful but strategic way online. I want to preface this episode by talking to you about why I think that this is so important. So often, it's really easy to have a block in your mindset around selling. And often when we are new in the online space or new as a coach, a healer, a consultant, often we focus very much on the what of what we do and the how of what we do. However, it's very easy to overlook the most important thing that is our job before we get to be the coach, before we get to be the healer, before we get to be the consultant. And that is, that our fundamental job in order to be able to do those things is to learn how to be an effective salesperson. Now, that might feel really uncomfortable for some of you, but I want you to get comfortable in it because you are not a coach, you are not a healer, you are not a consultant until you are an effective salesperson. So I want you just to sit with that before we dive into this episode. In order to be able to be that coach, to be that healer, to be that consultant, you have to have sold something. So you have to get more effective at being able to sell your services in order to be able to do what it is that you want to do. So if you've got some mind blocks around selling, I really want you to use the tips and hints in this episode to try and help you remove some of those blocks. I will also say that getting help using strategies like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, not for the selling purpose. Okay. I do not believe in using NLP to sell things. However, I do believe in using NLP to be able to help us remove any blocks that we might have about sharing our services, speaking up and inviting people to purchase from us. So if you are feeling a block around selling, then I really recommend that you get help with it, especially after you've tried some of the hints and tips that I've got for you in this episode. Now, I'm going to be mainly focusing on the mistakes that I see people make around the four key areas. So please, if you do feel stuck around selling, please, please, please get some help with it. Because if you want to do what you've been trained to do, if you want to change people's lives, if you want to have the freedom and flexibility that is available to you in having your own business, then you need to get comfortable with selling. And I understand that many of my listeners, many of my clients have come from service-based uh, industries where they didn't have to sell their services. It's also it seemed <laughs> that we're selling ourselves all the time. Um, we really are. You know, when we step out of our front door, when we show up online, when we're, you know, whenever we're even trying to convince our kids to do something, we are selling ourselves all the time. We're selling our ideas. We're selling ourselves, uh, you know, be it in the jobs market, the labor force, whatever it may be. But 
we need to make that connection. We need to make the connection between the skills that we have in this space and the skills that we need in order to be able to sell these services. So if that's you, please do get help around um, removing some of those blocks. And I really hope that you get a lot out of this episode. You're probably going to get a lot of what not to do, but I'm going to guess that many of the people listening will be definitely doing some of the things that are on this list. I know that there's a lot in this of things that I was doing or have done or sometimes occasionally slip up and still do. But if we're conscious and aware that they're the things that we want to try and avoid, then we're definitely going to be taking steps towards being that coach, that healer, that consultant and having paid clients, which is ultimately the goal. So remember, you're not a coach until you're a successful salesperson. I really hope that you get a lot out of this episode. Welcome to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy, and on this show, we talk about inspirational journeys in life and entrepreneurship. Through soulful conversations with inspiring guests, you're sure to get clear, get organized, get enlightened, and get moving on your dream business with the perfect blend of strategy and alchemy. to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. And on today's show, I'm very excited to talk to you about selling. It's actually one of my favorite topics. I love talking about sales and not just any type of selling. I love talking about selling with strategy and soul, a bit of both. So today I'm going to go through the four keys to strategic and soulful selling. I'm going to tell you what those four keys are, and I'm going to give you some insight into some of the mistakes that I see people making in those spaces. Obviously, there's going to be some tips in there as well about what to do, but you can safely assume that um, what to do is actually the antithesis to the things that I'm saying today. So it's a little bit uh, upside down, but I'm sure that you're going to follow it. And I really hope that you do get a lot out of this episode. So let's dive right in. The first area, the first key to strategic and soulful selling that I am recommending is simple strategies. So what we're talking about here is the low hanging fruit right? The low hanging fruit. This is keeping it simple, going with the KISS method here. So five common mistakes I see when it comes to simple strategies. So really basic. The first one is focusing on inclusions rather than transformations and outcomes. Now, this is when people start to talk about, you know, throwing in the kitchen sink into their package. And yes, when it comes down to it, don't get me wrong, people do love a good bargain. People do love, you know, packages that have, you know, a good amount of stuff in them, right? We don't just want to get the absolute slim pickings, but we don't need to throw in the kitchen sink. And it's also less about what people care about. People actually care more about the result they're going to get, the transformation that they're going to get, and also the method that you're going to use to help them get there. Because people are pretty discerning this day and age. 
People who are in the marketplace have often tried a lot of different things and they're going to be out there and a little bit wary about, oh yeah, but I've tried that before. Yeah, I've done that, but it doesn't work. So making sure that you're really clear on what your transformation is and also the methods that you use that are perhaps your point of difference. So you know, one of my points of difference is talking about strategy and soul, um, you know, or strategy and alchemy as is another way that I say it and sitting in the messy middle. So I don't just use strategy. I don't just use, you know, that soulful, whimsical style of business coaching. I bring the two together and, you know, that's where they meet in the middle. It's like that point of intersection. Also, my eight clarity pillars are a point of difference because I teach clients how to move through those eight pillars in order to get the results that they desire. So think about what your transformation is and what methods you you, you are using um, and also again what outcomes that bring that it brings forth in your clients. Okay, the next one is only focusing on pain points or only focusing on desires instead of a blend of both. Now, I'm, I know I've talked about this before on the pod, but if you're new to listening, my take on this is I am not one for digging the knife in and giving a good old twist when it comes to pain points. That is not my jam. I do not like that style of marketing at all. However, I will say this, people are in the marketplace for two reasons. They're either looking for something to alleviate their pain, discomfort, frustration and make their life easier or they are seeking desire. They are seeking the next level. And so when they're out there in the marketplace, we want to have messaging that appeals to both. I find it really unfortunate when people are only speaking to desires because it almost completely emotionally bypasses people who are feeling that need for support and help. And they're just really looking for their problems to be acknowledged. But also on the flip side, we don't just want to be focusing on pain points. So get a balance there. Okay, the next one is not having a clear client journey with consent that guides people naturally to the next step. So what I mean by that is, you know, actually having people coming into the client journey and being able to know what's next on the step, what's the next step for them in your ecosystem, if you like. So, you know, where do they come in and where do they move up? And, you know, it's important around that word consent because they get to choose. They get to choose how high up that ladder that they go. So if you're listening to the podcast now and you're not a client officially of mine, then, you know, this is, this might be your rung on the ladder and you might, absolutely enjoy listening to the podcast, but you might be like, this is it. This is it for me. You know, I've got clients who enjoy my freebies, my opt-ins, who have taken things like, for example, the ultimate startup checklist for coaches, healers, and soulful consultants. They might take that and go, great, this has solved my problem. I'm done here. I don't need to go any further up the ladder. So making sure that it's really clear what the next step is. So the people who have gotten those, um, that opt-in or people who do listen to the podcast actually know what the next step is. And if they want to consent and move forward with me, then they can. Nobody feels coerced. Nobody feels tricked that there is, um, you know, very clear pathway, a very clear journey 
And people tend to come into your world through the same channels and move through that client journey. So you want to have that really clear, not just for yourself, but also for your clients as well. My next one is so common and it's quite simply just ask for the sale. Just ask for the sale. The other flip side of that is asking for the sale too early in the buying process. So I know that I've done this before when I first started um, actually in network marketing, you know, I was asking for the sale way too early and, you know, it's a little bit like being asked for sex, you know, on in the first five minutes and that's not everybody's boat to float. So make sure that you get that timing right. The other thing is, is not to leave it too long, right? Don't leave a client hanging who is wanting to take the next step with you. And then you're nowhere to be seen because you're too scared to ask. So ask for the sale. And then lastly is having too many options to choose from, which creates confusion. You know, I really believe that when you confuse people, you lose people. So keep it clear, keep that client journey clear and don't have too many options that, you know, they can have this, they can have this, or they can have this, they can have this. And then they're sitting there thinking, oh, I don't know what to buy. Ultimately, the goal is to have people join you. So make sure that, you know, make sure that we have them, um, you know, with a really clear path of what comes next. Okay. Um, a few more common mistakes. Um, here's five more for you. Some more simple strategies, not tracking your stats. So you're unsure of what's working and what's not. Um, that's really important. Knowing your statistics. Another one, only selling one way. So this is a, this is one I see a lot and I'm always talking to clients about make sure that you have in your marketing ecosystem, a variety of ways that people are learning about your services. So if you are only posting on social media, rather than doing a variety of different types of marketing things, then that's probably not going to serve you well. Even when you are on social media, if you were just posting static posts after post after static post, that's just not going to get your stuff seen. You have to have a variety of strategies that you are using to get in front of people. Um, another one is making sure that you've got um, your branding consistent. So inconsistent branding is a real turnoff. People that people can make a whole lot of assumptions around that. They might assume that you're, you know, that you're flaky, that you don't really know what you do. They don't know what you really do. Uh, they're missing your social posts because they're not picking up as they're scrolling by you know, who's who in the zoo. So you want to make it really obvious. So they're drawn to your content. And then the last one is not following up with clients and, you know, just, you know, particularly asking for the sale during a launch. So, you know, often we'll have people come to, you know, our free challenge or our free masterclass. It's really important after you hold those sorts of events that if you've got people who have signed up, that you follow up with them. Because, you know, you can make a story and think, oh, well, you know, they they don't want it. But the truth is, is they might just be busy and they're actually loving the fact that you've given them the nudge and the reminder that, hey, my doors are closing. 
would you like to come in? So please make sure that you're following up, okay? The fortune is always in the follow-up. So follow up, follow up, follow up. I also want to say it's just good service. It's just good service. Following up with people is good service. Now, I'm not always all across this, okay? I'm the first to admit that. But by golly, when I am, my results show it. Okay, my results show it because I'm across it. I know who's coming in. I know who's been in my world. I know who's looking at my stuff and I touch base and follow up with those people and my results are testament to that. Okay, so the next key area for soulful and strategic selling is honoring clients, okay? And in honoring clients, I really mean actually creating authentic human connection because that's when selling takes place it's like the perfect environment for you know creating sales is when there's authentic human connection i can just about guarantee that if if all of a sudden you think that that feels a little bit skeezy in your body or a little bit off i want you to think about this Think about it from your point of view as the person who is the service provider. Now, I don't know about you, but it is really, really important to me to have a good connection with my clients. And because of that, I only want to draw in the right people. So it's important as a part of my selling process and as a part of my marketing process that I'm making authentic connections with people so I can gauge them and they can gauge me. And then together, we can make perfect business together. It's just like being in relationship. You are in relationship with your clients and your potential clients. So, you know, look for that human connection that's authentic and look at ways that you can honor them. So um, here's some tips around that that I am going to offer up. Um, and there's only five tips around, around honoring clients. So here's the first one, be a magnet instead of a hunter. Okay. If you are hunting instead of magnetizing, you are actually repelling the people that you're here to serve. So rather than going out hunting for them, draw them to you with your quality content, with client referrals, with offering amazing value and ultimately your energy because your energy and being who you are authentically you is what's going to draw the right people to you it's going to mean a match made in heaven the next one is being too attached to the outcome and therefore not honoring the nose okay so it's important to stay unattached to the outcome and this is another mistake that i've made in the past i've hung too much of my business on someone saying yes to me. And because I've done that, I've become a bit of a hunter, but you know, I've been so attached to the outcome that it just ended up not going well for me. I've been too eager. So the idea is, is to hold that intensity in your body of being that magnet, but letting go and surrendering to a point that you continue to, you know, you continue to call in the right people and trust that they're coming, okay? Trust that they're coming. But if the time's not right, if, you know, the circumstances aren't right, if the person's not right, it's really important to honor their no. 
and just fully respect and be with that. Um, you know, honor it, rejoice in it, respect that they know what's right for them in their business. Because ultimately, you know, my true belief is that anyone who's been coerced into working with me is never going to be a good fit. It's not going to be a balanced, comfortable working relationship. And it's going to be the same for you in your business. So we don't go out convincing people. Um, we convince them through our amazing content. We convince them through showing up in our energy, in our true authentic self, but we stay unattached to the outcome. The next one is a common one that I see and it's when people make the thing about themselves instead of about the client and they do that by centering themselves in it's usually in written copy or in um, in you know in video or in speech and it's when they say things like and I do this one so this is one I'm just putting my hand up but it's when people say things like, I'd love you to help me buy. Here's the thing. People generally, when they're out there in the marketplace, are very discerning. And I mean, some people could just call it selfish, but they're just being discerning about how they spend their money. And quite frankly, they don't give a crap about what you'd love help with. What they want is to know what they need help with and they want to know that you are going to help them. So shine the spotlight on how you can help them rather than saying things like, I'd love you to help me by doing X, Y, Z or I'd love you to be in my blah, 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 whatever it may be. Actually make sure that you, know, that you center the client instead of yourself. Um, making sure that you are listening really carefully to what people need is going to, you know, really make sure that when it comes to selling, that you're going to be able to offer the person exactly what they need instead of, you know, what you think they need. So active listening is a really important one. And you can often, you know, when you're listening really actively, you can often match what you do to what the client has said and identified, you know, that they, what they need. They'll usually express that when they're talking to you about your services. So really listen in because they're giving you the gold nugget so that you can then shine that back to them and express to them how you can help them with whatever that thing may be, which is a, a really powerful way of selling, but also, um, you know, it also shows that client that you've honored them by listening to their needs because they want to be heard. Our clients always want to be heard. And then the last one for honoring clients is, you know, avoiding being too eager by springing a sales pitch on someone. Again, you know, I know I've mentioned this before a little earlier, but it's so important just to know and pace yourself, uh, you know, play the long game, not too long, um, but making sure that you're reading the room, learn how to read the room so that you know when the right time is to invite a person to, um, you know, to sign up for one of your offers or to take a look at them at least. Okay, another key that we've got here, one of the key, the four key strategies for uh, strategic and soulful selling is being of service. And this is where we get to leverage the law of reciprocity. So five common mistakes that I see in this area is um, the first one is only selling 
rather than offering value. So constantly sell, 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 but not actually giving back through your content in the way of offering up value. So I'm talking educational content here. I'm talking actually teaching your potential clients something perhaps about themselves, perhaps about whatever it is that you talk about that they didn't know before or that they need help with. That's just going to really have them feel really valued, really seen and, you know, and feel like you are a person of service. The next one is separating your selling from your service. So this is actually a common mistake that I see. When you are serving your client through your content or through things like challenges or masterclasses, I can't stress enough how important it is to weave your selling into your your serving. Make the two come together in unison so that there's not that awkward pause at the end of say a masterclass or a series, a challenge series, where all of a sudden it's like you flick the switch and you move into selling mode. Make it so that genuinely the client hears what you are saying about your services while you are delivering amazing value to them. So a classic example, I've actually already done that in this podcast. So if you think back to what I just told you earlier about, you know, my eight clarity pillars and about my my method being, um, you know, strategic and um, and soulful at the same time, that is essentially what the example that I'm giving is actually teaching people about your services while you are giving value so that the two aren't separate. That's really important. And also, you know, the opportunity during this, the serving to invite people to take the next step. So, um, you know, in whatever it is, whether it be an opt-in, there might be an invitation to, you know, to book a one-to-one call with you, or maybe during a one-to-one call, you might invite people to sign up to for a coaching package, whatever it may be, while you're delivering the service, make sure you're also inviting to the selling as part of that. Uh, The next one is spreading yourself too thin across platforms. So, you know, when you are trying to be of service, if you have got 50 gazillion platforms and you are a merry band of one person, then, or maybe even you and a virtual assistant, what you're going to find is you're going to be spreading really thin and not doing anything particularly well. So, you know, I think it's really important to know and understand where your core content is coming from and be of service through that core content. So my core core content is exactly what you're listening to right now. It's my podcast. This podcast episode will also become part of an email that those people who are subscribed will receive, or it'll be a reminder that, hey, I've written this podcast for you. I've spoken this podcast come and jump on and have a listen to it. Um, it, You know, there'll be a post about it on Instagram, but I'm not spreading myself trying to nail every single platform that there is. I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing Snapchat. I'm barely doing LinkedIn. Most of my core content is going to be through the podcast, through Instagram. That's where I'm focused. So I encourage you to know 
where your main service delivery is happening and try and stick to that so your clients get to know it and offer massive value on those platforms. And then lastly is forgetting to spread the love by not tagging others. So, you know, we can make meaningful contributions to conversations online by sharing other people's content, by tagging other people who we might be affiliated with online, um, by giving testimonials to other people and asking people to, to give testimonials to you. So be generous, be generous with other people who are in your community. It always tends to lead to beautiful collaborations or even if not collaborations, that reciprocity. So, you know, you will find that if you tag other people, other people will tag you. And that can be very powerful for growing your audience and also for, you know, for your people to see that, oh, you know, this person that I'm following, they're credible, they're, you know, they're sharing, they're showing me other people and putting other people in front of me who are enriching my life. And that's what your clients ultimately want. So help them with that. Okay. Um, the fourth area, the fourth key strategy to soulful and strategic selling is being authentically you. And that's simply because nobody else can do you like you, right? That's the thing is when you are authentic, you will call in the right people. So here's some common mistakes that I see around people with being authentic. Firstly is following other people's sales blueprint. There is no perfect sales formula. Okay, there is no perfect sales formula. You need to find what works for you. So to give you an example, maybe you advertise your prices and packages on your website. Maybe you don't. Maybe you encourage people to join on you on a discovery call and then on the discovery call, you will introduce them to the packages that you offer. However, in saying that, if that's not working for you, then change it. Don't stick with it. Don't follow someone else's blueprint because they think it's amazing and then you've tried it and you haven't had the same success. You need to find your own sales blueprint and find out what works for you in, in your own way of selling. Although in saying that, I just want to remind you that selling is your job. You don't get to be a coach, a healer or a consultant until you are a salesperson. You must be that first and foremost. So find your way and be really, you know, be really discerning, be really motivated, be really consistent in finding new ways to improve and level up your sales strategies because it's important. It's so important. Another way that um, you can avoid being inauthentic when it comes to your selling is um, like avoid using swipe copy that is not your authentic voice. So if Look, there is nothing wrong with swipe copy. Swipe copy, if you're not sure, is when someone has given you, for lack of a better description, a script um, that you could use in your emails. So, it, you know, when someone says, oh, here's some swipe copy for, you know, a, an opt-in or whatever it may be, and maybe you're creating an opt-in. Um, by the way, my opt-in for um, 
for an email welcome sequence is is actually not to give people the swipe copy. I tell them what to write in each email as in you should write about this based on you um, and then that helps that person find their words. So if you wanted to get a copy of that, please do reach out. But um, you can drop me an email and ask for my email welcome sequence and I'll, I'll send you the link for that. But I think, you know, if you are using email swipe copy, that's fine or swipe copy for some other purpose, just make sure that it sounds like your authentic voice. And if it doesn't, then just tweak it so that it does sound like you. Next one is only sending text in the DMs. And this is particularly important for online entrepreneurs. So if you are only sending text as in uh, letters and sentences, then I would recommend diversifying that, maybe sending some videos, maybe sending some recorded audio, some voice messages. So mix it up in the DMs um, if you're an online entrepreneur. The reason being is it's just a more authentic uh, real life interaction, particularly for people who might be buying an online service for the very first time. So maybe it's someone who's never used a coach before or maybe they've used some sort of a therapist who's only been in person and this is this might be the first time that they're buying from somebody online and if they're just reading the text, that's very one-dimensional. So what you want to try and do is put across more of who you are and you might do that through, as I say, recording a video and sending it to the, to the potential client or recording your voice and sending that instead. It just makes things a little a little less one-dimensional and you know it gives people more of your energy. It gets people to feel you more. It gets people to experience who you are more. The next one is um, a common mistake is applying a sales system that um that doesn't align. So, you know, I really recommend making sure that you find sales systems that align. And I have alluded to this a little bit earlier with the blueprint, but, you know, for example, I love discovery calls. I love discovery calls. The people who jump on a discovery call with me, they, you, I mean, my packages and my prices are on my website. They're not hidden. So, which is fine if you want to hide them. I don't have a problem with that. That's your own, that's what feels authentic to you. Great. Mine are there, but I love having discovery calls because people who usually have booked a discovery call with me, they've already seen that. They already know which packages might suit them. They know my prices. And by the time we get on a call, we're ready to have a chit chat, meet, and then I can just help them decide which one might be right for them or, or whether perhaps they need something completely different altogether. So I find that those calls are really great for getting to know that person. And I have a very high success rate with discovery calls. Um, and by that, I mean, I would say over 90% of the people who book me for a discovery call become my clients within that month. It happens that quickly. So, you know, um, that's not, I mean, it's part of my strategy, 
but it's also not just strategic. For me, it feels soulful because I like to meet the person. I also like to ask them questions about what they want and, you know, find out about, you know, who they might have worked with before or what strategies they've tried before. And that helps me discern whether I'm the right fit for this person as well, because I only ever want to work with the right people. So make sure that when you are applying a sales system, that you're using strategies that align with you. And sometimes I also want to say, you know, you might not know until you try. So I'm not a fan of um, pitching in the DMs, but I've tried it so I can actually say I've done that. I tried it. I didn't like it. I've tried something else. There are other coaches out there that that's the method that they teach. And that's great. That's great. If it works for you, fantastic. But you have to sometimes suck it and see. You've got to give it a go. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you don't feel aligned, then change it. And then the last thing about the mistake that I see when it comes to being authentic, authentically you is people not keeping social media social. What you don't want is social media that acts like a billboard 24-7. You want your social media to connect with your ideal client. And that means, yes, of course, celebrating your wins, of course, sharing your services and selling. Of course, it means sharing your testimonials that your clients have given you. But it also means having those pieces in there that add value, ask people questions so that it's fun and interactive. And it shows a side of you that people can really feel like they're getting to know you. So it stays social. It's a really, really important tip. So just to go back and cover those four key strategies to strategic and soulful selling, the four areas that I recommend. One is simple strategies, just keeping it really simple. The second is honoring clients. Remember, they are human. They are people that we are in relationship with. And the more authentic that we can make that relationship, the better and longer lasting it's going to be. The third one is being of service, you know, really showing up for people and looking at how you can serve better as part of that sales process. And number four is being authentically you, showing more of who you are to your audience so they can know if you are the right person for them and if they are right for you. I hope that you found that helpful. If you would like any more information about this, I do have a training that is in my Solid membership. So of course, if you're interested in joining my Solid membership, jump on over to my website at SharonJoyCoaching.com. Make sure you check out my Solid membership that is Solid Business for Soul-Led Women. And uh, I'd love to see you in there. Remember, selling is your job. It's your first job before you get to be the coach, the healer, the consultant, whatever it is that you want to be. You must be that salesperson first. So try and remove any blocks that you've got around that. Get good at it. Keep practicing. And if it's not working, remember to change it up. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Have a fabulous week and I'll chat to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Joyous Journeys in Life and Business podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Joy. Jump on over to find me on the web at SharonJoyCoaching.com. 
podcast is proudly recorded and produced on Goombangia country. I'd like to pay my respects to both elders past, present and emerging. And this episode has been proudly brought to you by my Solid membership, Solid Business for Soul-Led Women. If you'd like to find out more about my Solid program, please jump on over to my website at sharondraycoaching.com and follow the prompts to Solid.